Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Friday, July 8th, 2022. Hallelujah! How many times have you said that word in your life? Hallelujah! You've probably sung it many times. Maybe there's some times where you have just said it. Do you know what that word means? What does hallelujah mean? Well, it comes from the Hebrew, and hallel is a word that means to sing praise. And then lots of times when you see ya at the end of a Hebrew word, that is a reference to Yahweh, uh, the name of the Lord. So even sometimes when you see that in names, uh, that is what it is a reference to. It might The name might mean something of the Lord. Well, hallelujah is technically a command that is simply translated, praise the Lord, right? Praise the Lord. That's what you're saying when you say the word hallelujah, praise the Lord. And that's where technically it is a command. When you are saying hallelujah, you are speaking to others saying, hey, praise Uh, in like the King James. Often it was translated, praise ye the Lord, uh, that you are to worship the Lord. Obviously in English now, uh, lots of times we just think of hallelujah or in a more maybe English or Latinized version, hallelujah coming from the same place. We just think of it as an exclamation of praise to the Lord. And and so as we think through that, uh, we're going to look at three Psalms today that begin with that word. Psalm 111, 112, 113 all begin with Praise the Lord, or in the original, hallelujah. And then we're going to look at Psalms 114 and 115 and see how they carry on some of these same themes. And that's going to be one of, I hope, one of your main takeaways from the reading today is that you should praise the Lord. And even remember, technically, as you see these, it's it's commanding you to praise the Lord. Let's make sure we obey that command today. Uh, Let's start in Psalm 111. It says, Hallelujah, praise the Lord. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart in the company of the upright in the congregation. Great are the works of the Lord, studied by all who delight in them. Full of splendor and majesty is his work, and his righteousness endures forever. And so then he goes on to speak of the things that God has done and what his works are like. And likely he's thinking of the things in biblical history, which you should also think of. You should think of the great works of the Lord and how he did part the Red Sea and how he did provide for his people. And that's where you can also think he did raise Jesus Christ from the dead. He did send his Holy Spirit to work through the church, to send the gospel all over the world. We should praise God for his great works. Uh, But then the end really reflects on more how we should respond to that. It says in verse 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All those who practice it have a good understanding. His praise endures 
forever. And again, I want you to notice a lot of people don't like the idea of the fear of the Lord today. Obviously, the world doesn't like that idea, but even a lot of Christians, a fear of the Lord, well, we don't need to fear the Lord. And I think they misunderstand the picture, what it means. And also, I think people really fail to understand that the scripture speaks of the fear of the Lord so positively. And that really bridges the gap right into Uh, Psalm 112, which again begins, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who greatly delights in his commandments. That's where blessed even has this idea of a deep happiness. Uh, Deeply happy is the man who fears the Lord, who greatly delights in his commandments. Uh, Lots of times I think we incorrectly misunderstand the fear of the Lord to just be some awful experience. We're here at saying, no, if you fear the Lord, you'll be deeply happy and you will delight. Uh, That's a strong, positive word in his commandments. So there we should see praising God should affect more in our lives. It should really affect our attitudes um, and our actions. And that's a lot of this Psalm really reflects on the person who fears the Lord, the one who truly does praise the Lord. Uh, He is, it says wealth and riches are in his house and his righteousness endures forever. And that's another verse that we we can shy away from because it's been twisted uh, by these, you know, false prosperity, gospel preachers who preach, hey, if you give to my ministry or if you do these things, you'll be wealthy beyond your wildest dreams. And they twist these uh, verses. They take them kind of out of the context of the Bible, where especially in Psalms and Proverbs, we see, hey, the righteous man, the one who does what is right, the one who is generous, the one who works hard and is diligent, that is going to lead more likely to wealth and riches. Now, we know there's exceptions, like, for instance, persecution of Christianity. Christians. That can affect your wealth and your riches. But in a society where things are functioning as they should, there is a great chance that, hey, if you are diligent, you fear the Lord and you are generous, that will lead to blessing. And it says there in verse four, light dawns for the darkness, like dawns in the darkness for the upright. He is gracious, merciful, and righteous. And there you you see that the righteous man, the, the one who fears the Lord, It doesn't matter what the circumstances are. He will always be gracious, merciful, and righteous. It is well with the man who deals generously and lends, who conducts his affairs with justice. For the righteous will never be moved. He will be remembered forever. He is not afraid of bad news. His heart is firm, trusting in the Lord. His heart is steady. He will not be afraid until he looks in triumph on his adversaries. So there, uh, what I want you to notice is in these Psalms, we're seeing one, a reflection on God. Hey, hallelujah, praise the Lord, because look at who he is and look at what he's done. But also, hey, praise the Lord, hallelujah, because look at how good it is to be someone that does fear the Lord, that does praise the Lord. So I want you to think about both of those things as you process these Psalms today. Can you praise God for who he is and what he's done? And can you also praise God for how he blesses the ones who fear the Lord? And can you even say, man, some of these things I see in my own life and you should pray, God, I don't want to be afraid of bad news. I want to be firm, trusting in you, and I want to be steady because of your steadfast love. These should be things that we 
pray for. Psalm 113 also begins with that exclamation, praise the Lord. Uh, And just this is a simpler song of praise, again, reflecting on the character and, and the works of God. Psalm 114 reflects really on the exodus and, and exclaims or proclaims the greatness of God. Think of verses seven and eight. Tremble, O earth, at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the God of Jacob, who turns the rock into a pool of water, the flint into a spring of water. And then Psalm 115, not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name, give glory for the sake of your steadfast love and your faithfulness. Why should the nations say, where is their God? Our God is in the heavens. He does all that he pleases. That's a verse we should chew on today, thinking through God does what he wants. And he is in the heavens. Even when we can't always see what he's doing, even when we don't always understand what he is doing, we can trust in him. So as you think through all these things, again, think through the importance of praising the Lord. And also you'll read Psalm or First Chronicles 26 today, and today it's talking about the gatekeepers. And again, I just want you to think it's really all, all of those Psalms should make us think about worship because it's talking about what's going on for the people of God and even the city of Jerusalem and how important that city was because that is where they would come and worship God. So connect that, even though you might see, well, this is just a bunch of details, connect it in your minds to these Psalms. These details were necessary so that people could come together and praise the Lord. And if if you're uh, a journaler or uh, you you like to write or reflect on things, here's an extra challenge for you today. Uh, Revival from the Bible listeners, write your own hallelujah psalm. Doesn't have to be long, right? And I would encourage you even to start just by straight up using some of the verses that you read in these psalms. But start your own psalm that simply begins praise the Lord. And then write some reflections on why the Lord should be praised. Take a few minutes to do that. Let that be a part of your prayer time today. As you worship God, as you cry out from your heart, hallelujah. Well, in the New Testament today, we're looking at 1 Thessalonians 3. And again, I love reading this. This is getting fun for me, going through things chronologically, because again, we took a break from the book of Acts as Paul is wrapping up his second missionary journey, where during which he started, helped to start the church in Thessalonica. And so you see even that they're at Athens and there's this new church that they just started and and they're like, oh, how are they doing? So they send Timothy and you can see how much Paul cared for this new church. And uh, you can see just the longing that he has in verse five, for this reason, when I could bear it no longer, I sent to learn about your faith for fear that somehow the tempter had tempted you and our labor would be in vain. He cares for them. And look at what he says in verse eight. For now we live if you are standing fast in the Lord. And here's the question I want to ask you. Could you say that about anybody? Is there anybody who you care about so much spiritually that you could say, man, I'm really living when I know that person is standing fast and walking with the Lord. Man, that's what really makes me happy. And the things that concern me more than anything else are, oh, I'm concerned that these people aren't doing well, that they're drifting or that they're being tempted by the tempter, right? So I think this is a good call for us to evaluate how much do we really care about the spiritual well-being of others. And I think we should be challenged by this. And I think all of us should realize 
There probably is more that I could care about when it comes to other people and their spiritual health. And really, all of that should flow from a heart that first and foremost is crying out, praise the Lord, because He is a great God, because He blesses, He is good to those who who fear Him, and that is the best way to live. And so I hope all of us today are obeying this command in the Scripture to praise the Lord, and from the bottom of our hearts, we are crying out, Hallelujah. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.